Hello and welcome to the Wild Horseman Podcast, where we trawl the depths of the streaming services for movies with the most epic deaths. I'm Tom. I'm Woody. And I'm Ollie. And today we witness something that I reckon should just straight up be fucking illegal. So we have just finished watching The Sadness on Shudder, the streaming service Shudder, just another streaming service you may well be interested in getting. Uh, the Taiwanese horror, gore, flick, horseman, give us a plot summary. <laughs> Mate, uh, <laughs> the opening, you know, introduction to this was that this is some illegal shit that should never be made and the reason for that i mean the plot summary is this you start with a young couple waking up on any given day of their week uh have a brief argument it's a bit of padding you sort of think to yourself a couple of minutes are going past what's going on in this movie it's not moving at a great deal of pace i think we calculated by the 15th 16th minute a virus outbreak starts to overtake an area of the city and it just goes absolutely insane but this is no typical zombie movie. I don't even know if we've settled on calling them that. But the infected people commit depraved, horrific acts to anyone, anything, in any fashion for an hour and a half of just absolute brutal carnage. And uh, it, there's, there's no happy endings here, folks. It's, it's just fucking heinous. Yeah, I don't think we call them zombies. I think we call them... Infect is probably the right word. Like it, there's a virus, the Alvin virus, which uh, they don't really explain how it comes along, but it sort of seems to be happening in parallel to... COVID so it's not it's like a pandemic movie within a pandemic movie is basically probably how I'd describe it yeah um, it, it's kind of relevant like considering what we've gone through with COVID we don't really know where that came from so I guess it's plausible yeah yeah, yeah I mean it's obviously it's a bit of a shot at maybe a bit of a conspiracy theory about COVID because one of the guys at the start of the movie um, uh, Jim our uh, protagonist um, and Kat's the other protagonist his partner he's watching a like conspiracy theory show on his phone called um the, the dunk, I think, or slam dunk. And there's a guy talking about the Alvin virus and he's sort of saying, oh, we're getting information, rah, rah. And it's, so it happens to be an election year and this is always happening. So it could be a bit of a, a jab at COVID, but uh, it's definitely not fucking out to people who have COVID. That's for sure. Jesus Christ. No, if, this was what, if, if COVID did what to people what this movie depicts the Alvin virus doing to it, we wouldn't be making this podcast. What, what do we <laughs> think of the Alvin virus? Uh, could, have, could have had a better name Alvin All I can think of is Alvin the Chipmunk Yeah me too um, actually Me too actually Yeah That's a good point actually Maybe it's sort of subconsciously what I was thinking A softer blow You know Give it a give it a good name And you know Maybe It, it doesn't It doesn't in any way Ease any of the things That we've just seen Nah Yeah We're three very traumatised horses Out there today people We'll make this a good podcast It's going to be a good episode But I can tell you what We've witnessed something I didn't know some of this shit Was allowed to be on fucking TV <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, we'll get into the deaths. There's so, so, so many that'll dominate a large part of it. We've got a lot of theories about this movie as well. But telling you one thing, and I'm going to say this from the very start, the, the normal disclaimer is this isn't even just if you're an adult without your fucking parents and no children within a 10-kilometer radius. This is if you are literally... You're going to walk away changed. You can't unsee this. Just be warned. Yeah, about a month ago... we Shout did, out to Gareth Viner. You're a yeah. sick fuck. <laughs> about a month ago, we did Evil Dead, uh, the 2013 movie, and we thought... You know, the very final death in that was probably the goriest thing we'd seen in nearly a year of doing this. And this movie just fucking shits all over that. This is just... 
the volume of it as well. Yeah. The amount of it. Like, I think there was a moment there where we were like, holy, holy shit, ho- holy shit, just kept going, kept rolling. Um, hard to look away, but sort of want to at the same time. It's, it's like yeah. an eclipse of the sun. That's staring into the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the premise is that these people get this Alvin virus that causes them to do depraved acts of violence and makes them do depraved acts of sex as well. Basically, basically, I think the tagline Sexual line violence, is, yeah. Yeah, is violence, rape and torture is basically yeah. what this virus makes them do. But it seems that the infected people still have a sense of who they are. Like they're not like... When, when you said, Ollie, like they're not really zombies, they're not at all because they still have a complete understanding of who they are, mm. it seems. And yet they can't stop themselves doing these like really horrifically violent and, and <laughs> sick things. But... You don't understand that at the start, so you think they're just zombies. But no, it's, I mean, it's such, a, it's such an interesting take on the whole virus movie, virus outbreak um, theme. I mean, it is. I mean, just quickly as well, folks out there, the big plot of the movie, apart from the virus taking over, is Jim, our male anti- uh, protagonist, and Cat, his partner, the female protagonist. She's gone to work successfully, so they've now been separated by train network. Um, he's in their local area. She's going seemingly into the CBD, I guess, for work. The whole basic plot is Jim surviving his ring off out in the fucking sticks and Kat surviving in a heavy metropolitan area and um, him trying to get to her and what the carnage that unfolds with a lot of explanation at the end of the movie. Um, to kind of explain this movie, there probably will be some spoilers, but there's a fucking, there's too much to really spoil it for anyone. But it's a pretty good, uh, overall, it's actually a really good plot. But going back to the infected thing, I've never seen a movie really make you realise like, so Jim at the start of the movie is in back in his apartment after escaping a few people who have done some horrific stuff in front of him. It, it kicks off. Don't fucking worry about that. And his next door neighbor who's had a normal conversation with earlier in the day comes into his house, speaks to him, threatens him, like just knows everything about him. It's not like he's a complete lunatic who can't talk. And that's a recurring trend is that these guys are like planning. The people that are fucking infected are planning to just do sick shit to you and they're going to enjoy it. Like, it's yeah. fucked up. It's like it's like they're living their, their deepest, darkest nightmares but having pleasure doing it. Um, but okay, I'll tell you what, a, a question I did have but it sort of was answered along the way is it's a, a good change that they don't have superhuman strength, you know, or we do question it. Um, There's a couple of couple of scenes where we're like oh shit they're very strong but it's good that they're not super strong super fast that is super messed up yeah that's a good point yeah they're still, still the limits of what they can do is is still within their normal boundaries like it's like one of the things with zombie movies that like you're gonna take um uh what's the one with um will smith when he's stuck on the island i am, legend. I am, legend. I am legend. Yeah. like how fast they move yep uh, how strong they are um I mean, obviously, the, the knockoff of that is Shaun of the Dead, how slow and dumb they are. But this movie, they're just regular people. They just can't control their urges. Yeah, they're unpredictable, which is probably what gives them the edge because you, you literally don't know what's coming at you. But yeah, they're not super fast, super strong, um, or, I mean, really super smart or anything altering too much. No, I think it's just like you guys have already said, it's just people who are still themselves in terms of intelligence and physical capability literally doing the most horrific shit you could do to other people. But what gets the edge of a person who's not in the same state is that there's an example when Kat is escaping with another character, Molly, down a subway station platform. A young bloke runs into them and um, 
he sort of looks at them, they're covered in blood, like we're getting chased by this guy who's one of the main protagonists throughout the movie. I'll get you guys to expand on that a bit. But the reason that that guy gets his ass kicked by old man with umbrella is because old man with umbrella will bite your fucking nose off. Mm. He won't just punch on with you, which is what the young guy tries to do. It's just like, what depraved shit could you, could you do if you were absolutely desperate? They're doing at will. Like, maybe you could take some cunt's eye out if you really had to, but you wouldn't want to. But these people want to. Like, it's... And they don't stop it. Like, it's fucked up. They, and people, there is no holes barred. You will see multiple acts of sexual violence. It's fucking hectic. Yeah. And if you, even the spoilers that we talk about in this episode aren't, aren't going to prepare you for how fast this ramps up. Um, I think, you know, the, the scene, one of the first scenes is, is Jim standing on his balcony uh, overlooking, you know, the town, sees uh, an old granny, old lady standing on the roof uh, and just one of those creepy shots, she turns around slowly, she's wearing a nightie covered in blood, has a deranged look on her face. He turns away, looks back, and she's gone. So obviously you get that, oh, God, she's going to pop up at some point. Would one of you like to talk us through when we <laughs> see her next and when it ra- ramps up for us? Yeah, do you know what I liked about that? I had the same thought as you, Woody, that when she dis- she disappeared that, she would just like magically appear in his apartment or something like crazy like that. But instead he goes to get a coffee after dropping cat off at the train station and she walks in so normally and slowly and everyone is just carries on with their day. Like, yes, she's got blood on the frock and stuff, but you can't, you wouldn't be able to see it if you're a customer in the cafe. So there's nothing out of the ordinary about the way she moves until she spits (laughs) bile into the face of a customer grabs the oil that's frying the chips and pours it over the server's head and then peels his face skin off Uh, while he's screaming while he's screaming screaming. and then and and uh, and they fucking show you this shit yeah this is not one second cut away it's going back for more and that's the first step (laughs) yeah yeah that's 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 the baseline that's pretty much the where it launches and then, oh, sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. No, no. Oh, I was going to say, and then, then the whole cafe just kicks off. But and I mean, we we met, we talked about this a couple of times throughout the movie while we we're just watching it. Is how does it spread? Because it seems to spread almost instantaneously. So th- there is a couple of inconsistencies in it. In that, you know, the granny spits in the guy's face, and then by the time she's finished pulling the skin off the <laughs> server's head, he the the guy that she spit on is like knifing his friend to death at a table behind her. And that happens in all of about eight seconds. Yeah. Later in the movie, we saw the, the, the doctor, who we'll get to the doctor later, get, you know, vomited in his, in his foot wound. And it took a couple of minutes for him to sort of mm. become infected or turn or whatever you want to call it. So that seems a bit inconsistent is like how long it takes, but even how it spreads is pretty unclear. Yeah, there was definitely, you'll probably have some questions at the end in regards to immunity, like how do people, how does, does anyone have it? How do they have it? And how does it spread? But I guess we can kind of say from, you know, old lady spitting in the kid's face, that was hectic. Um, <laughs> and, and probably <laughs> blood, like um, if, you know, someone who's infected has you know, been slashed up, bleeds on you, that had to be one. And mm. that, that will be, you know, we, we get in depth on that when we move into a pretty hectic scene on public transport. But Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, another thing I kind of had a little theory was um, right at the end, Doctor, he gives an explanation 
the medical explanation is, um, you know, people basically this virus will make you more aggressive and violent. It targets that part of the, the brain and it targets the sexual activity part of the brain. And it's like they're quite closely linked. And those two things are being massively exacerbated. And I'm just wondering, right? They made the main antagonist a creepy old guy on the train. Before he got infected, he was being sexually inappropriate to Kat. Then he becomes a fucking psychopath about raping and murdering everything after that he gets infected. And I'm just wondering, is it sort of saying if you're more predispositioned to be a violent motherfucker, will you get it straight away? The doctor's a super calm punter, gets vomited in his leg wound. He's a good bloke and he slowly, more slowly succumbs to it. I just thought if you got, you know, it's just... Basically, it's basically saying everyone's different, but we're all going to be succumb. We'll, you'll we'll succumb to this fucking thing. Like it's yeah. going to get you. But some people are just like spat on. Two seconds later, you're shanking some kind of the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie's, Ollie's talking about a gnarly scene where we've just seen Jim witness it all kick off. Cut to his girlfriend Cat, who's the other main character, uh, and she's on her way into work on a train. Uh, a seemingly nice old man, quite shy. Makes a bit of a pass at her. He's trying to compliment her, calls her beautiful, and he comes across as creepy. So she puts him in his place, um, sort of, you know, accuses him of sexual harassment. He puts his hand on her arm, um, and this guy starts sort of muttering to himself, "Oh, what's with this generation? I'm just trying to be polite." And uh, I think for for you know for what this virus does to people, and a guy like that is that um, sure he was really trying to make a pass. He was trying to do it politely, so. When it kicks off, um, he, he's, off. Ob- he's obsessed with her and he's just deranged, you know, wanting to go around and have sex with, you know, everyone and kill everyone. So, yeah. But um, the train scene, huge scene in the movie. Um, if you ever want to see a train just completely painted in blood, um, definitely watch this movie. <laughs> uh, there's the- only really three sets in the whole movie. So, yeah. there's, there's the cafe set. The train set, and then the hospital set. And apart from Jim, like occasion, like trundling around the countryside in his scooter, that's that's the like. I mean, this movie all unfolds in a space of like three hours or something. Do you want a fun fact? I do. Really? This movie was shot in twenty eight days. Twenty eight oh, really? days. Twenty eight days. Later. Spoiler. It's a good nod. That is a yeah. good nod. Yeah, yeah. So oh. yeah, well, I, yeah. So. You're absolutely right. Good use of location, train, subway, the streets. Like you'd see how it could wrap up pretty quick. Oh fuck it. Yeah, and it's all, it's all one day. Like there's no, there's there's no, you know, unnecessary investigation. You know, if you've seen World War Z, the Brad Pitt movie, like that comes, it's a fucking long ass like exploration of this virus and what it's doing. None of that in this. This is just people get infected, they fuck everyone up, and. You know, six hours after the movie starts, it's it's over, and it's a really unsatisfactory ending as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if we want to spoil the ending, but we should probably get into the, let's, let's let's knock off a couple of our, our topics early because um I sort of want to talk about the ending at the end of the podcast and give people a chance to not see it because if you do want to watch this movie, it's it's a really good movie. It's really hectic. But, but I will say this though. There'll be many times that you will want to turn this fucking thing off. Like, it's this is not for the faint-hearted. This is literally. I don't even know how this shit is legal. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm a, saying that. I'm a, just going to put it out there. Forewarning, like you, one of the, it'll be one of the most hectic movies we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. All right, let's start with Kill Count because I started off trying to <laughs> trying Jesus to take Christ. some notes for this, like, and I got about 
four kills in and I immediately thought there's no way I'm going to be able to keep up with this. So like, I don't even know where to, like maybe 50, 50 people die in this movie. No, that seems nah. like too many. No, mate, I don't think that's enough. Because like know, if like, you're gonna if you're gonna count bodies on the street, which I'm sure uh, yeah, I'm point. sure the fucking movie counter kill counters that we go to probably would if you know because they can literally point them out. I mean, the number the, I reckon the number's got to be in the fucking eighties that you that you physically see. I mean, the train the train's got to be twenty because people run off the train, but there's like there's a lot of people killed on the train and then. Um, they become infected, I guess, and start running around and doing stuff. Um, mate, I'll go with um, yeah, I'll I'll go with seventy five. Is my guess. I'm, I reckon. I'm gonna start. It's hard to guess because your brain's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start with fifty. I'm gonna stay with fifty. I reckon not as many people died on, on the train as it seems, but about twenty or so people die in the hospital waiting area. Yeah, that's so, another. And then you are right. Bit. There was a lot of people on the street as well. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go with fifty, but I really, I really have no idea. I'll stick with seventy-five. Look, sometimes on the, you know, the the death count wiki, it can it can blow it out a bit. Like, so they're basically saying four point five million people got infected, and this is similar to um, when we reviewed Evil Dead. They counted uh, the characters when they were normal, and then when they were infected. So this is counting four point five million people who got infected as as casualties as deaths. So, uh, <laughs> oh. I kind of figured they would do that, yeah. but I reckon on screen, actual carnage deaths, like everyone infected is dead, great, but like that's a number of an entire yeah. area. See, I don't agree <laughs> with that because they're clearly not dead. Like they clearly, they clearly have complete like understanding of what they're doing. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, but, I think but we're I think talking dead, about like you know, when we talk about dead, we because they cease like, to exist as themselves. That's not. But they don't yeah. really though. Like they have complete. They know their entire backstory. Like even if it was even at the end when Jim sees Cat and he's talking to her and he's he's yeah but if he gets a chance he's gonna fucking eat her tits yeah. but he <laughs> like, but he knows that but he also knows their whole backstory yeah like, so I, I disagree that they are all they could be dead. like pet zombies after it's all over yeah <laughs> yeah but I think for the purpose of this like this movie every movie we pick is based upon the gnarliness of the deaths and so I think in within those parameters fifty people I saw fifty people die. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm deaths. going off as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And what they do is a lot of the time is they list the deaths individually, showing them my screen now, everyone, so you can see. Unnamed man on subway, all that, right? Yeah. So quickly yeah, yeah, round yeah, through yeah, it, yeah. fifty-four. Right. There you go, the big fella, the big fella. Nice. In, yep. Well, that's a spoiler. I won't say that. Um, counts. Uh, only we only see fourteen actually infected people. Mm. So, uh, tricky one. Maybe don't try to count them off. Yeah. Mr. Lin, old lady. But when you hit the street, there's like two or three, four. There's a clan of them. Yeah, that's about yeah. Four, eight people. No, yeah, so and, we're we, up to and we see multiple small groups of them as well. So mm. a couple s- of guys from the diner at the beginning. Yeah, the lady who jumps chase out the him window. Again. Yep. Like, oh, so they chase him more than once. I recognise oh. them as the same guys because he goes back to get his bike, moped, and those kinds are still lurking. You know, they just fuck someone else up and it's like, oh, they're the guys that were the infected in the diner that wasn't the old lady. Mm. Which is, I think actually is kind of cool because really in a, a pandemic in a very small area of that pandemic, 
you wouldn't just have like 10,000 extra zombies. You'd have the local community who's infected. So if old mate the diner was stabbing someone, he doesn't just disappear. If you went back to get your moped, it'd probably be him still. You know what I mean? So I actually think it's pretty fucking cool and super creepy. Same with the soccer team. Like yeah. they're hanging out together. They run away and they all come back. It's not like a big herd comes back. It's like these four motherfuckers who are like, eh, we'll get you, we'll get you. They're yeah. just fucking little yeah. freaks, man. Yeah, I think I think a lot of questions um, that we can cover later on, but one of the big things for me was like, why don't they attack each other? Yeah, I, I had exactly the same thought. Like well, he, he says that, why? Doctor says why. Oh, yeah. Should we well, leave that to the end? We, no, no, yeah. no, no. Well, he, the doctor's explanation in the movie is that it, the only reason they don't attack each other is because it, they know that, that the people being attacked would also enjoy it. So he goes, "What you can't rape the willing. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. That's man. pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's it's got to be um, a, a victim, not someone. Yeah, that's, who's, that's right. Uh, as equally as deranged, makes sense. But I guess a lot of these questions you have stored up to about far out, like three quarters, or pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, you're looking at each other, going, "What about this? What about that?" They do get answered. Yeah. Um, mm. more about what the actual virus is. Um, Fair play to you if you can watch this and critically watch it. Because you will have your fucking eyes, you almost have to peel them over to keep watching some of the shits happening. So it is a, it's a gore thrill ride, but alongside it's a very, very interesting and intricate plot. Like, there's a lot of questions, but um, you know, we're lucky that the three of us get to watch it together. I think if I was forced to watch this myself, all I'd be taking into account is the blood and gore. It's fucking nonstop. Yeah, and there's no shortage of blood. Blood, like, blood everywhere. So much blood. Yeah. Yeah. So when when things kick up another notch, is previously mentioned. Uh, train scene, cat going to work. Uh, all of a sudden, a guy just flips out and starts stabbing people. Now, this is very graphic. They've used some great fake blood that is just spraying all over the carriage. <laughs> um, the floor, the people are slipping over on the floor and shit. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And from blood contamination, everyone starts getting bloody infected and just pure mayhem. Uh, but then we see the introduction. Um, We're talking cunts biting ankles off and man rape, raping yeah. like a, yeah, raping each other, um, biting people's necks, like stabbing, stabbing each other in the eye with umbrellas. Yep. Yeah. So this is the introduction of yeah. Umbrella Man. <laughs> yeah. Can we call him that? Yeah. Umbrella yeah. Man. We call him Umbrella Man. No other name. Yeah. Umbrella Man really becomes the main villain. Yeah. 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 So Umbrella Man is the man that was talking to Cat on the on the train ride. So he obviously gets infected, proceeds to stick his umbrella straight. Perfect shot into the eye socket of a uh, innocent, rather chubby bystander that Cat has befriended. Molly. That's it, Molly. Uh, and then we Molly. see this bloody hectic game of cat and mouse throughout the subway station um, with this guy just on their pursuit the entire time. Yeah, and I think that, that the dog, dog uh, dogmatic or dogged approach that he has to getting his hands on Cat even after they've escaped him a couple of times, shows that like it just underlines the fact that like they're not mindless killing machines. Like they have, a, they still have focus and drive. It's just like, well, they have yeah, like incredible drive. Yeah. And what I really like about this movie making Umbrella Man, who's an aging gent, the really scary guy, is that it's a real stark contrast to your super giant middle-aged male, or well, you know, thirty to fifty-year-old male who's a machine. This is an old man who needs a fucking uh, a walking stick and an you know, umbrella. He's a gimp. He's an old cunt. And here he is fucking charging the streets, taking on young blokes, biting fucking noses off. Like, 
if he wasn't such a sexually depraved sick fucker, you know, you get around him like he's got a task. But that's what's so scary is that we see him confront a younger guy. I've already talked about this and he, you know, briefly the start of the podcast and that guy punches him in the face. You think, oh, okay, what's going to happen here? Grabs him by the face and bites off his nose. You're just like, fuck, a seven-year-old just bit off a 25-year-old's fucking nose. He's the boss. Like, he's just a sick fuck. But that's what's super scary is that, yeah. I mean, and that's where, yeah, I think it's a really cool character in a way, but it's just a, it's a fucking depraved character that you can't get around it as much. Yeah, I, I do wonder how he managed to find them at the hospital because once they left the, um, they left him locked in the subway and they ran away, then like, what was he going to be able to... The friend was missing an eye. Yeah, I guess it was a pretty good guess. Where yeah, I guess because they can still think, so it's not like they're just... Yeah, well, yeah. actually, no. Um, when the roller door came down and that funny little security guard dude was there, it did say hospital train station on the wall. Yeah. So oh, okay. they, it obviously must have been the stop. Very and she, she does ask the hospital him, pretty quick. Mm. She does ask the security guard, where is it? And old mate sticking his tongue through that hole. Mm. So he probably would have heard him. Um, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. And you know, they've got to keep the movie going. But they didn't fuck around either. Yeah. No. There's no there's no there's a couple of like moments of like slowness. And they're not even not slow as in like boring, as in like they're really like bring back the pace of the movie. And one of those is like the very the start, like you said, like this the, the very opening shot. The start of the train ride is a slower shot as well, and then the, the the public address system when the president gives his his address to the nation <laughs> starts off like it kind of that's an awesome scene slows down the pace of the movie for just a moment and before it just fucking kicks it into overdrive and just goes off. So, um, with like I mean, there's so many deaths. There's so many deaths to get into. Like let's just let's just put them out there. What are your favorite deaths and, and what are your favorite deaths and what are your gore ratings, Woody? Oh jeez, oh mate, I've just got so many things going through my head right now. I think I think, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing it. The first one had the b- biggest shock factor was um, the old lady tipping the frying, the the fry yeah. oil all over that kid's face and literally like pulling like his like cheek muscle out of his face while he was screaming that yeah i'm picturing it now that stays with you that will likely never leave me (laughs) yeah um pretty sure he would have died from that right so yeah i'll I'll count that i'll probably count that as my i'm I'm definitely gonna be able to give you a short list but i'll give you guys a go as well uh this is fucked up that I'm gonna say, what I'm about to say because it happens in this movie. I'm assuming it's the technical. It, is the skull fucking a, a death? No. No. Well, no. But she, then she's the next time we see her, she's infected. Yeah, she didn't die. Oh, that's not that a death. Is, no. That is. I would without actually saying it. That's got to be the most hectic. Thing. That was the most hectic. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. But that's not a death. In that case. Uh, <sighs> Fuck yeah, I don't know. Come back to me. All right. Mine is the president getting the grenade put in his mouth and his head exploding. I thought it would be. Yeah. yeah. That, that, just, that is that an was, awesome death. That was awesome. Yeah. And yeah. Like, there, like, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of movies, they'll show the, the grenade get put like in someone's mouth and then it sort of cut away at the last minute and you hear the explosion. No, this was front and center, like a live broadcast into <laughs> the country that is like getting overrun by this infection and the president gets a grenade shoved in his mouth by his head general, general. or whatever. 
and then his head just fucking explodes on national television. <laughs> it's fucking mental. It's <laughs> so and like the skin's like flapping around. It's just so <laughs> good. Like it's it was so well done. Yeah, that's actually awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I'm a bit of a, I'm at a bit of a loss. Like there, there is a lot of death. There is a lot of just absolute depraved carnage. Um, but I will say that the gore rating for this is just above, above beyond the pale. Like we usually say ten out of ten. I would say this is just like X rated fucking gore. It's just fucking insane. I think one of the coolest deaths that you needed to happen was the head smashing in of old mate. Umbrella man. Umbrella man. Because there's like a revenge element to it. But once again, it just this movie doesn't pull any fucking punches. So like the canister just goes in and out and in and then like his face is just getting melt worn away. Like so there's no fucks given by these people, man. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. That was a good one. That was redemption. That was sort of closing him out and her fighting back. The uh, security guard uh, with Molly and the bone saw. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You don't see that though. You don't see that that they see enough. <laughs> see, yeah, yeah. There's just like I think what made this movie so impactful is that when you saw something hectic, you didn't. It wasn't just a brief showing. It was just. It was like the the shot just lingered. Yeah. So if someone was like biting the tendons out of someone's neck, you saw them just bite them like fifteen times, or stab them over and over again, yeah. so that you. Your eyes were just like you just got saturated by like the 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 goriness of it and the the horror of the whole thing, and they wouldn't let you sort of move on with the movie. You had to really endure it. Yeah, and I think like, that's what made it so like. I mean, that's why we looked at each other on the couch. We're like, "What is going? Like, uh, oh my god!" Over and over of, again, a lot of blank stares. That's yeah. for sure. Just mate, like, thousand yards stare. You know, seeing what I mean? someone get bitten on the neck, and usually you'd say, "Okay, bite." Maybe like. You start seeing a quick tear of like some flesh, and you're like, "Oh, that's terrible." This is like, continue, continue, continue. Oh shit! You can see tendons popping out of invade, like shit blowing up out of their neck. Um, really graphic. Really Molly eating that fucker's brain. Yep. Yeah. That, that was, was fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, people. We we try to take this shit lightly. But it's not going to be delivered. This shit will stay with you. Like it's yeah. it's some inventive shit. I won't lie. They obviously I don't know who comes up with this stuff. Who's in the creative fucking writing department for this movie? But um, another thing that fucking they went there as well. The only thing that was slightly redeeming of it uh, is that the baby was infected. But him killing the baby, I like. It's deep, man. Yeah, but it's admitting deep. to it once he turned as well. Yeah, just fucking yeah. Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, there was, this movie literally went to air, all the things that you think were taboo, and just went, "Now nah, we'll put them in there." But was, I guess they had to to back up their their own theory that they've come up with for what this virus is, mm. because if if they're basically saying it's going to make you do the most sexually and violently depraved things, you're not going to have like people aren't supposed to go, "Well, that's a child or a woman, I'm not going to do that." So they they yeah they don't pull any punches. That's they, I mean they kind of do with the baby scene and like whatnot, but. There's a fucking fair bit of like non-prison movie rape going on. That's so fucking. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely like huge gore factor, but volume of gore as well. Um, it definitely you know keeps you in the edge of your seat for the entirety of the movie. Yeah. And the dialogue as well was heinous. Mm. Like I think that was one of the things. Like obviously it's a, it's in Taiwanese um, or Mandarin, and it's in, we were watching it with subtitles and just reading the script across the screen was just like, Jesus Christ. Like yeah. some of the shit that the characters would say, were saying was just like really like 
You know, you'd have to be cut like, off by the same guy at least twice in traffic to say some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be really annoyed. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. Though. That, that, that's also like it's um, – what I actually found really cool about this was the pacing of the movie allowed you to enjoy a really, really good foreign language movie with subtitles. Like a lot of crazy shit was happening, but they weren't over-verbalizing. When some dark shit was being said, you got a chance to read those subtitles and kind of feel the setting. You weren't just like, oh, what did he say? Oh, fuck. Oh, now he's getting killed. The pacing was good for a foreign audience. I mean, these Taiwanese dudes made it for themselves. Fair play to them. Like, it's not for us. We're enjoying it with subtitles. And uh, it was fucking, it was good. I don't think I've ever seen a Taiwanese horror movie before. And I don't know if I'll watch one ever again. (laughs) I don't think they need to make another one, man. (laughs) One and done. Yeah. Um, Woody, you got any fun facts for us? um, Before we get into fun facts, though. Budget? Budget guess? Uh, I was actually thinking about this about halfway through the movie. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know how. I'm hoping they have an American dollar amount or Australian dollar amount. They don't. They don't. Uh, I'm going to guess that this probably would have. There's a lot of. There's a lot of fucking gore stuff needed, and a lot of it was pretty realistic. I'd say you'd need. I'd say it was Australian ten million. Fuck, it'd be very hard to say what it made at the box office. Yeah, Jesus uh, Christ came out during COVID. Yeah, uh, may, uh, maybe made seventeen million. Now I'm no, I have no idea. Like I agree, ten million seems about right. I don't know how big the actors were in this movie because no like from they're all in, in, in Taiwan. Um, but it must have cost a bit because the special effects were pretty good. The gore was good. Gore was makeup good. was great. Um, yeah, that, that ten million, and I, I haven't even got an idea for how much it would have made. Yeah, and look, I I did I, but you know, usually it's on IMDb. Wasn't there? Um, Wikipedia even went for a deep dive elsewhere. All I could find is that the movie was um, basically paid for from a mixture of cryptocurrency, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I don't know if that's a world's first making movie based on crypto um, and some money from uh, the exact producer's own company, which says like Cam Girls. <laughs> so... I, don't, mm. I didn't look into it. I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, sounds kind of sus. But no, n- nothing on the budget. Um, in regards to like a couple of fun facts, uh, well, just mentioned it. It was paid for um, using crypto. Um, here's a funny one. So it makes more sense now. I read this fun fact before seeing the movie and I thought this is the most whack thing I've ever heard. But now re- looking back, I guess it could have fit in. They had a scene in the hospital where uh, one of the maniacs walks into someone doing uh, open uh, brain surgery, if that's a thing, open head surgery, um, kill the surgeon and then go and defecate into the person's head. <laughs> head hole. That would have fit. Perf- that would have fit perfectly. You wouldn't have even. Well, that's fucking crazy. They yeah. thought they thought it would be too funny, so they. they, they <laughs> so they took it out because it'd be too funny. What kind of fucking sense do you these fuckers have, man? Oh, I yeah, it's pretty pretty whack stuff. Um, I guess a bit about the director who you know who who you know, masterminded all this. Uh, this is the uh, directorial debut for. I think it's pronounced Rob Yabaz or Jabaz. He's a Canadian filmmaker. Uh, hasn't done a great deal previously. More wrapped up in anime initiatives. Um, but this was his... He wrote it and he directed it. So, I mean, hat off to him. You've definitely made an impact. I reckon you'll be 
definitely getting called up to make a few extra movies. Yeah, definitely a mole breaker for the for any kind of violent movie. Mm. He did take it to another place. Um, the movie is heavily inspired by a comic book by Garth Ennis called Crossed. The series is about a virus that turns people into homicidal maniacs that carry out their most evil and intrusive thoughts without hesitation. So does it sound familiar? Yeah. Mm. Sounds exactly like what this movie is about. Yeah. Um, 100. Any more? Um, though I was going to ask the question of what would you guys do? What would you do in that situation? It's a tough one because it, there's so little information available for the, for the characters in the movie. So for in, Jim, in Jim's case, like he has no idea what's going on because he's not got access to a television. He is just trying to work out where Kat is. For Kat, at least she gets to see the public uh, address system where the president's head gets exploded <laughs> and has some idea that, well, of what's going on. But I don't know. I don't know what you do. I guess... I guess you'd, you'd think that going to a hospital would be the safest bet, right? Because you're going to get medical treatment, but well, it, clearly that's not the case. So I, 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 don't, I don't know, actually. So I spend part of my life always prepared for this happening. So I reckon Jim at one opportunity, had an opportunity, and not that he should have taken it. It's not a movie trope. Oh, Jim, you got out of the house, you fucking went back. But he's driving around. He's like, what the fuck do I do? I've got limited contact with Cat. Um, what do I do? And he looks up at that big hill and I'm like, is he going to go up there and hide or is there something up there he wants? But I'm not sure. And then he goes, oh, fuck it, I'll go left down the road like because the, the, there's a big traffic jam of cars. Um, when he talks to Kat, he does a chivalrous honor. Like he's in love with her, fair play. Like he's going to go try and go back. But he kind of succumbs anyway. So I kind of felt like he was doomed. Like he's been in a few punch-ons and stuff with infected people, but... You know, it is what it is. I was like, oh, okay, is this guy actually going to get there or how does this work for him? If I'm Kat, she's got very little option. The thing is, again, she does like the real righty by Molly, keeps her alive, gets her to the fucking hospital. I guess if you suspend your own reality in that situation, like this can't be happening. Like there's not an outbreak. It's just this can't went nuts on the train. If you think like me, everyone has the potential to become a flesh eating zombie. All right. So you fucking take any opportunity to bolt. If I'm Jim, I kept riding away into the wilderness to live like a monkey man. If I'm Cat, I just put a bullet in my brain. When does Jim actually get infected? I think it's in the... Um, well, firstly, his hand's exposed because he got his fingers chopped off by his next door neighbor. Yeah. Mr. Lin. Um, Who seemed like such a nice guy. He was, man. I think he tried <laughs> to help the guy who was on the floor. Like, the guy getting bashed by the soccer team and they, you know you know, bashed his gonads with the pole and whatnot. <laughs> he was covered in blood. Uh, I have you have to think, did it get into into his hand? His yeah. hand was exposed. Um hard, hard to say when. But yeah. mm. but uh, in case everyone's wondering, oh well what actually happened in the end. Yeah. It turns out that Cat was actually immune to the Alvin virus. So go cat. Unfortunately Jim was not. No. No. And uh it's the the sad, sad tale of Cat uh, having to leave him as he's uh, dying with the Alvin disease. But the kicker is she goes to the rooftop. She escapes uh, from the hospital. We hear a helicopter coming to, to rescue people. Uh, we hear a run onto the roof before we hear basically a whole lot of machine gun fire. So we don't know if she made it out alive. 
very Romeo and Juliet sort of ending. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess it leaves it to the imagination. Yeah, you assume if she does die, it's actually quite a sad ending because she was may well have been the the hope for all humanity. Yeah, and she's gunned down on the roof by like some sort of by a helicopter, a government helicopter who's trying to come and get the doctor. Mm. So, yeah. I, I hate to say it, um, but I think Witty's question, like, what would you do? You know, if you apply that to sort of like a rest of the world scenario, the superpowers, if they saw what was happening. You know, Taiwan just gets fucking fireball, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of the places in the world you probably could contain such a thing. So I'm not surprised the attitude towards where there's infected people. My belief is she goes up there, they're like, there's a person, fucking shoot them because they're infected. You know what I mean? Like, no mercy at that point. Yeah. The other thing, like, the difference between this, the Alvin virus and like COVID, for instance, is that COVID takes a few days to incubate and you can travel around a long way and spread it a bit. In this, like, you get, you, you become, a fucking maniac within like five minutes, the doctor says. So it actually would burn itself out pretty quickly. In yeah. like they said that twenty five percent of the population's got it. I mean, it would it would burn through the population really fast and wouldn't really get the chance to get on planes and stuff. So you would be able to just keep it all on the island of Taiwan mm. and then just nuke the shit out of Plus it. Plus like the urban density if we're looking at <laughs> if we're really getting to the nitty gritty. <laughs> like they they live on top by on top of each other. Uh, in Taiwan, or it was seemingly in, in the movie they did. Does Th- there actually what city it is in? Because um, I, I don't know if Taiwan's got more than just one city, right? It's not a huge country, but it's not. Filming location, one of them's Taipei. And the other one is, I think, Keelung, I think it's, it mentions. So I- I- in Taiwan, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't know which exact scene to which exact city. but However, the other kicker to that one is, um, because they make it very obvious, is that when the general and the president are talking to them, they're, they've got a Republic of China thing in front of them. So are they even in, tai, like in Taiwan and then that kicks off there anyway? That's good. Well, so they could be elsewhere and it's fucking with them. Like how did that general get it? Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of questions. He got well, it on the spot as well. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't really make sense. Um, but the Republic of China thing is, I think that comes down to geopolitics. Like there's... So Taiwan was founded after the Chinese uh, Civil War when they defeated one the the one part of the defeated Chinese army fled to Taiwan and started their own Chinese government there and that's the one that's recognised by most of the countries around the world as the true Chinese government and then in China there is the People's Republic of China which is Xi Jinping and and China as we know it now. So I don't know if that is like a bit of geopolitics and that Sounds interesting. Republic of China <laughs> is actually Taiwan. I don't know. I don't know. Who gives a fuck anyway? Um, <laughs> let's move on. What else we got there, boys? Man, I really don't have anything else. I, like, I, this movie just blew me away. Um, yeah. It's not going to be for everybody. It's probably not going to be for many. But um, get a free Shutter trial on Apple TV or Amazon and watch it an hour and 40 and then cry yourself to sleep. Yeah, agreed. Anything else, lads? It'll make you sadness. <laughs> <laughs> and with that absolutely ripping pun, uh, we will thanks again for joining us on the Wild Horseman Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Wild Horseman Podcast and we're all on Instagram. I'm at Tom Wildy. Ollie is at Wildy Ollie and Witty is at Witty151. And if you like what we're doing here, hit the subscribe button, tell family and friends and leave a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps us get the show out there. 
If you do leave a review or an email suggestion, we'll send you a prize. They're on their way, so get involved. And you can hit us up at twowildhorsemen at gmail.com or on our socials and we'll stick it on the list. And the next, Till next time, we are the Horsemen. <laughs>